my bad on that, guys. I'm trying to get G Bush in, uh, trying to get G Bush in here, but he'll be here shortly. He's read all my texts. I'm not sure why he's not. Yeah, G Bush is here. Thank you, G Bush, for saving the day, brother. Little uh, listen <laughs> for a sec. We, we got a lot to get into. I'm not gonna even wait. G, I'll let you start first, man. That was just, uh, it's just not, just not good enough. At the end of the day, it's just not good enough. Uh, yeah. You know, at this point. I don't even, as you can tell, this is like a seven-step program. I'm not even angry no more. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I've come to, you know, you you go through the, the the denial, and then you go through the grief, and then you go through the trauma, and then you relapse, and then you get right back here. And now it's just, it's just McNuggets. It's the same thing every week, though. Yeah, It's the same thing every week. It's just a little different. You know, you come out, Kevin Stefanski hits you with the, with the 10 play drives and the run looking good. And we've talked about it at nauseum. All that scripted stuff is great. All you score every week first, but what happens yeah. when the other team starts getting around, when they start seeing what you're doing, when they get a, they get a beat on what you're trying to do. And guess what? Everything is shut down. You didn't, you score 10 points quickly until the last score by Amari Cooper. You had nothing Zero no. couldn't move the ball, couldn't do anything. Nope. And to me, it's just like Groundhog's Day, it's just a different script, different team. Don't matter if you got blue jerseys, red jerseys, pink jerseys, brown jerseys. You come in, you run the ball against the Browns, and you're gonna get what you're gonna get. Yeah, there, there's a couple different angles we're gonna take. Just so everybody knows, it's me and G Bush today. Adam the Bulls resting his voice, he will be back on UCSS tomorrow, but we want to give him the day off. So he will not be on the post-game show. Jeff Lloyd's dealing with some 30-mile-an-hour winds down in New Jersey, so he will not be on. So it's just me and G. Bush. We're going to get to a ton of your guys' comments and questions and concerns in a little bit. But I think there's two things that we have to get to first, G, as I block a porn bot out of here. Hold on. <laughs> hey, the porn sites are off and running. They, they well, listen, what people don't realize is as we're doing this, I'm also the, the moderator, which is why I – you know, sometimes you see me looking off to the side. I'm, I'm looking at these messages, and that's why I miss a bunch of these. So I apologize. Actually, but, uh, you know what? I could do that too. Uh, can we we could block. Yes. Yeah. If you see porn bots in there, yeah, let's block all more. This it's a no porn show. This is a yeah. Brown's misery therapy session for everyone out there. But two things, G Bush. Two things, and we'll, and we'll get into more after this. One, Kevin Stefanski is really, really, really good at certain parts of being an NFL head coach. Really good. And I think he's really, 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 really bad at others. And right now, and, and once again, he's not going to get fired till Watson comes back. I'm not advocating for him to be fired till Watson comes back. He's going to start next season as the Browns head coach. Whether we like it, whether you like it, it's the reality. He's not going anywhere, so stop crying for his head. The issue with Kevin Stefanski is now, the more I watch this Browns team, and this is my first year watching them in this, this observation lens, the bads outweigh the goods. And I think he is a really smart offensive coach for the most part, but everything else on this team, the lack of oversight that he seems to be giving to the other two phases is an issue. And when you look at Mike Prefer, and today's not the defense. Today was not on the defense. I thought the defense played pretty well today, G. We'll get to that in a sec. Special teams was atrocious. And the offense, after that first drive, went 29 minutes of game time without doing anything offensively. And against the Bills team that was struggling offensively in the first half, you had a chance to go out there, cut their throat, let them bleed out, and put this game out of reach before they warmed up. Because they were a different team in that first 20 minutes of the game than they were the second, the, the latter 40. And it was terrible, G. And, and I'm watching this just in shock at how what, – what was going on? And, and I see April, and, and April's one of the people that's always in the chat, and we appreciate April. She said the run defense was terrible. Yeah, the run defense was terrible late, but they held the Bills to six field goals and two touchdowns. Like, if you tell me they're going to hold them to six field goals, it's not ideal, but they weren't terrible today. And hold on, we got our first Super Chat. G, we're going to read every Super Chat we see here. We promise you today we only got two of us here. This is yep. from Freebird Entertainment. Kevin Stefanski is average at best as offensive coordinator, horrific as a head coach. He's not been good lately. That is that is for sure. Uh, here's what I'll say. Um, and we, we talked about this a little bit before when it comes to the run defense or whatever the defense is. They gave up, as the last time I checked, they gave up another 170 yards on, in the run game. Yeah. And when you give up 170 yards in the run game, um, this is why I try to explain to my co my colleagues so much. Um, they They look at it on a surface level. And when you run the ball for 170 yards, 
what that means is you can get anything else you want to. Because when you get 170, the focus will be, I got to stop getting gashed on the ground. I got to do something to stop that. And what that does, if you have a good quarterback, right? Josh Allen was impressed today. This was what he was going to go back and they're going to watch the tape. They're going to say this is the easiest game he played all year. You know why? Because he knows I got the arm and I got the talent to get these guys involved whenever I want. That is why. Think about it just earlier. Stefan Diggs goes to his head coach. He's talking to his head coach like, listen, what's up? What's up? Why ain't I getting the ball? He pulling closer. McDermott say, look, bro, we working with something. Hey, hey, listen, this right here, this team out here, we can make these cats fold. We're going to run the ball early. We'll get you involved later when they suck up a little bit. But trust me, we got you. And guess what they did? <laughs> the Browns couldn't stop the run. Uh, uh, Josh Allen was chilling all game. And they said, we're not going to run Josh Allen. We don't need to. We'll run Singletary. And we're going to get digs open later on in the game. You know and that's crazy, what they dude? did. You know what's crazy, too? They dig up 172 rushing yards. And once again, I, part of it's circumstantial. They ran the ball a ton in the second half. They didn't need to throw the ball. So mm -hmm. just like we say Chubb and his carries, well, he didn't get 20 carries. So they lost again. And he didn't. this was Chubb's worst game maybe as a pro G. Yep. I mean, uh, he had 12 yards. I'm looking at his stats right now. He had 12 yards on one rush. He had 13 carries for seven yards the rest of the game. 12 carries for seven yards the rest of the game. Shout out to uh, Jeffrey Shardy and CMS Entertainment for the Super Chats. CMS Network, by the way, for the Super Chats. We appreciate, appreciate you Um, He wasn't good enough. The offensive line wasn't good enough. They Early in the game, they came out, and I want to ask you this, G. Do you think – obviously, we know Stefanski's really good at scripting that first 15 play, that first drive. I thought it was pretty evident, too, Buffalo – was not there early on. Whether it was the travel, the delay, the snow, the worry, they they did. There was not that was not the Buffalo team we saw the second or the the last three quarters of the game, the first quarter. Do you give more credit to Stefanski for scheming that up? Because mind you, Brissett scrambled for a third and long, made a hell of a pass on a third and long, and then Cooper. I don't want to say bailed him out. It was a good throw, but Cooper made a great catch on that touchdown. So, do you give Stefanski more credit for that opening? quarter domination that we saw or do you attribute that more to the bills just not mentally being ready to play this football game out of the gate i i, I think when you come out in a game there's always an adjustment period in which teams are filling each other out so that's that's every game but i think it was a little more today because the bills obviously trying to get back and allocate they didn't even really practice all all last week right they had the equivalent of what people would seem to be a thursday night practice but here's why sometimes, I, and I said this on the post or pregame show, um, and I said, look, when you look at Kevin Stefanski's offense, we give him a lot of credit for his efficiency or with the yards they put up or the stats they put up, and they look at it as in a vacuum. And, and I keep trying to tell people it's not just the stats he put up. Yes, it's a top 10 offense. Yes, the offense looks like it's cool. But if you watch Kevin Stefanski's offense, their offense is not overly complex. It's predicated on the fact that I have a dominant running game. When he was in Minnesota, he had Cook. When he had, well, listen, you got Dalvin Cook, he's going to get buckets. When he's in, when he's in Cleveland, you, you got Chubb and Hunt. So when you got those guys and you're running it very well, guess what happens? The defense has to respect that. So his yeah. offense is predicated on the fact that I got better guys than you and I got an advantage. Now, what happens when you stop the run? Now you got to get into predictable downs and distance. And when you look at his passing game, his passing game with Jacoby, his passing game with Jacoby Brissett, his passing game with, with, with Case Keenum is not that good. They don't threaten you downfield for deep shots. It's more dink and dunk. It's the backs. It's the screen game and an occasional slant over the middle to some of your guys and tight ends. You, that doesn't scare you because if you could get them behind your chains, chances are they're not going to be able to complete all those third and twelves. That's why I said that's why it's foolhardy to throw the ball that much. And as you can see, Josh Allen, if he wanted to, he got enough skill set that he could go back there and throw it every single play and he can complete it no matter what you're doing. That's why it's a difference when I say you can't have Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball 35, 40 times. And people say, well, they ran it good enough. And I'm like, you don't understand. 
it's rudimentary. They don't have the the, the, the the personnel to do that. So you see what happens when you take the running game away from the Cleveland Browns. They've yet to show you that they can beat you down the field or harm you uh, in big plays. No, I mean, they, yeah, they're a one-dimensional offense. or They're, they're not meant to be a one-dimensional offense. Jacoby Brissett is not built for that. They don't right. have the receivers for that. They uh, This is from... P. Rostein, by the way, I hope ownership has seen enough of these coaches. G. Bush, I'm riding with you. They may have to fire everybody again. And Daily D1499 says, we really had a 34-yard field goal blocked. Uh, we also have a so – we'll, we'll get to all that stuff in a sec. We're going to read all the Super Chats today. G. Monkey, G. Money, Uptown, Eagle Sign, Linval, Joseph, and Sue because their interior is bad. Shake my head the season over. If they lose next week, I bet post-interviews Cleveland players going to be smiling. Listen, the, the, se- the season's over right now. Next week is irrelevant. Put a fork in them. They're dead. It's over. If you expect it, Watson coming back, we could look forward to what he brings to this team and what he uh, what he can do on the field to get ready for next year, but their their chances of a playoff is over. The game just went final, G. Bush. 31-23 is the final. DPJ okay. scored a garbage-time touchdown to uh, to cover the spread, so great teams cover. But this game, it, it, it's crazy, Gina. I'm, I'm going to throw this out here to you. The final score is eight-point game. Uh, before I do this, this is from Jeff Schlosser here. We're going to read every Super Chat today because it's just two of us. So keep sending the Super Chats. We appreciate it. I'm at the point to just get Deshaun back, get him ready for next year, try to finish ahead of Pittsburgh at least. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's, Jeff, that's that's where we at. It's about – at this point, we're just trying to see what Deshaun looking like and put up some nice points and prognosticate about it. That's yeah. it. And this is from Donnie M. He said, hey, fellas, rough one today, but on the bright side, Chubb will have more carryover carries for next week. Hey, Chubb, they tried running. (laughs) They tried running today, though, Steve. They tried running. DPJ is a bright spot. How about Anthony Schwartz making a uh, tackle on special teams? (laughs) That he did something. Thank you, Donnie M. Uh, G. Bush, here's here's what I really want to look at, though, with this game, because this this is kind of the baffling part to me. They lose by eight. It was never that close. But when you look at – when you look at the game in general, I think the Browns had so many opportunities to like they they killed themselves more than Buffalo beat them. And it's crazy to say in a game where you were down 31-16 and, and you were down 28-10 for the majority, but you go back to the fumble in the second quarter with the backup center. Hurt. When you had all the momentum. You go back to a third and one and a fourth and one sneak behind a backup center. Why you go QB sneak on those plays back to back? I don't care if Brissett is the QB sneak God? You have your backup. You have your backup. You gotta, you, backup you got you, no, no. It's the, the third backup. Yeah, it was it was Harris. Then it was Pochitz. Then it's Hawkins. Yeah, so you have your third guy in, and it's not like he'd been snapping the ball great all game. He had a couple of low snaps, but set it to bail him out. So I, I don't understand that play call. You had a chance to get off the field on a couple of third and longs, and you couldn't just get that one stop. You have a short field goal block. The Browns' self-inflicted wounds, I feel like, beat them more in this game than Buffalo did, and that's saying something because the Browns didn't play well overall anyway. But it was the self-inflicted wounds that are you going to look back at and say, how in the world did we not did we not have a, a more realistic chance of winning this late? Uh, well, you see, th- this is where it gets demoralizing because I saw somebody in the chat say it too. They said this is worse than the one in 16 team. Um, and, yeah. old and, and the reason that he's correct and the reason why a lot of people be mad at me on Twitter when I be putting it is because they don't want to go back there. I get it. Y'all don't oh, wanna... Bush, I forgot too. One thing I forgot in that, how mm-hmm. many drop passes today, especially uh, the touchdowns. That's another, like another, another thing you could Farrell add. Brown, Farrell Brown dropped one. Uh, the hands. Harrison the hands, Bryant dropped one. Harrison Bryant. Uh, he didn't get his feet down on one. I think he missed time that jump. And he, um, one, yep. and he dropped one. So, you know, you know, it's just overall, when you got talent on the team and you, you can see it, at least when we was one in 31 in two years, you know, when we hung our hat on, we had Cody Kessler and, and, and Bums playing. We knew these dudes were never going to play. We were playing for the picks to get to the people that we got now, right? So you were losing those games. But here's the hard part now. The hard part is is watching these games, and as a person who watches football and watches it a lot, I can sit there and I can I can get there and I can look at the game and already tell. I said, no, that's not enough. The, they lost that game by the fumble because when you're behind and you got a team that is, is less talented than, to, than another team, you got to capitalize on everything. So when they had the momentum, they were running the ball. They were up 10-3, to three, I believe. 
they could have went had an opportunity to go up 17 to three and really put the straps to to the bills but they couldn't do it so buffalo comes back and then you get an opportunity with uh with, with uh josh allen and he makes a couple throws gets them right back in the day game then they score before half come back and score again and now they're up after that the game is over <laughs> it's finished yeah uh, G Money Uptown also says self-inflicted is bad coaching. I, I agree to a, a large extent, but at the same time, Kevin Stefanski didn't make Farrell Brown drop that touchdown pass in the end zone. Farrell, I mean, he, he, he yes, a lot of that is, but I don't think it's all on coaching with that. There, there were some mental mistakes, uh, especially from the, the receivers. I thought they dropped a couple of passes. The offensive line got blown up in the backfield. I mean, that the interior of the offensive line has been the strength of the Browns all season. When you lose Pochich, I understand it changes things, but – how many times was Nick Chubb getting hit two, three, four yards in the backfield, G. Bush? He never had a – This he did not play a good game. I'm not defending Nick Chubb. He didn't have a lot of opportunities to make something out of nothing. He was – before he even had a chance to get the ball and move, he had dudes in his lap. I want to read one more super chat before you go. This is from B-Dog21. Who do you want to replace Woods and Pre for next year? I'll go first, G. Bush. I cannot name a single special teams coordinator in the NFL or a single special teams coach, so you could pick Joe Schmo out. Uh, out the street and I'll take him as far as a defensive coordinator goes I don't know if Brian Flores would ever want to come and be a DC on a staff but he's he's my number one choice uh, if you want to answer that real quick before you get back yeah get, get, give me I, listen I like uh, Zimmer uh, old, old school coach for Minnesota I like Mike Singletary I like Mike Singletary I like what he brings to the table I also love Flores. If we could get Flores I, I, and, and poach him up out of here, but I like I like all three of those guys Give me, because they they fiery, they're hard nosed. And by the way, I I, I I wouldn't do it. No, I'm not gonna do that. I said bring Greg Williams back, man. No, I'm cool. Leave, <laughs> leave, leave Bounty get it to crib. But I, I like uh, I like Singletary. I like Flores, and I definitely like Zimmer. Uh, this from Rick George here. He said my favorite play was the Wildcat. Uh, you know what's funny about the Wildcat, the, that whole situation, that play? They called it the Wild Chub on TV, and it's – I just don't think you can say Wild Chub on TV. And the only thing worse than saying Wild Chub on that TV was the execution of that play because, once again, Nick Chubb took a snap, tried going left, and before he even had a chance to turn it upfield, there was three bills in the backfield. It was ugly, man. It, it's just there were, there were parts of the game today that – you expect the Browns to be able to compete in, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's their ability to something as simple as QB sneak it up the middle, which is what they've been uh, They've been so good. I mean, what was Brissett? He was, I think, 10 to 10 to start the season, and they've been stopped three times in the last two weeks. It is just a new thing every week that makes no sense. And this is from P. Rostein. Why are we the only team in the NFL that uh, – I'm not, trying to think if he made a typo. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I don't think he meant that. Hey, P. Rostin two sixteen. Put a put a regular comment in. I'll see if I can read. It. I think there's a typo. I'm not quite sure what you're asking there. So we'll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. You will see. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. We'll, and this is from G Money Uptown Flores for head coach single for Terry for DC and Kevin shaking my head. It could be a. I mean, like I said, Stefanski's not going anywhere. Let's let's at least acknowledge that we could all complain about a lot of things that he's done in this year, but he is not leaving until, uh, until Watson gets back in the field. He'll start next year. Gee, let's, let's flip the script a little bit. Let, let's talk about something we, we haven't talked a ton about yet so far. Even when the Browns know the opponent is going to run the ball the entire second half, they don't, run blitz they don't do seemingly anything to clog the middle and i know that falls back on woods and coaching and you've talked a lot about joe woods you said he wants you know he should have been fired last year as a dude who played in the middle and has been in the trenches trying to stop the run have you ever felt overmatched like it feels like the browns dts are overmatched i got a question for you first right do you know what number jordan elliott is 96 he made that play in the backfield and i go oh shit that's what number Jordan Elliott is, which That's means what, he's been invisible that long for 10 games of the season. But my question to you, though, is ha, when, when you feel that, I don't say outmanned maybe, but overpowered in the trenches like that, what can a defense do to at least try and reinforce it to slow down the run? Well, there's a couple of things that you can do. Um, one of them, see, see, just from the perspective of 
We have we had they they commented a lot on how fast JOK and moving all over the place is. In order for JOK to be effective, you need guys in the, in the, in up front um, that are big body guys that they cannot get to the next level, right? So they clog up the plays. You can't get the guys free. JOK comes in and cleans up the blitz. But the problem is they got guys like Tommy Togiai, guys that are all under three hundred pounds. Uh, Jordan Elliott had to put on weight to even get over 300 pounds. To put it in perspective, I'm well over 300 pounds. I'm a civilian. I don't do nothing. You, like, the fact that they don't understand that concept and run small linebackers is crazy. But have I been in that situation? Heck, yeah, I've been in that situation. And this is why I try to tell people why the run game is so pivotal. Because as a defensive lineman and you're up front, you, you know – I used to laugh and joke and feel great when people used to throw the ball on, on third and two. It's like, I got to go up against another man. I got to get off a double team. I got to shed the double team. And I got to tackle the running back after he has a five-yard running start. Now, if he hits me, the momentum by itself, if he's six foot tall, is giving him two to three yards. So I'm thinking, like, it's just us up here. And the thing that we we look at a lot is, Either you're going to – you got to be able to stop the run with numbers, right? Mm -hmm. But the Browns are not confident in their numbers. So they very rarely run bits. They very rarely have guys coming down. And think of it. To me, they got two free safeties playing the position. John Johnson ain't hit nobody since he got here. I don't know what he really does except run around and talk. I don't know. I can't tell you what he does, bro. Like – and then we should have known something was up when when he is the, the the vocals. Like, think about it. You got Howard, he's your captain. John Johnson just got here. How is he the spokesperson? And then you got Anthony Walker. He only been here two years. How was he the spokesperson? How, so how these, about this? How about in the game today when the announcer goes, Deion Jones, the veteran in the linebacker room? Uh, Deion Jones been here for four weeks, ladies and gentlemen. He's by no means the veteran and, in the linebacker room. And he, and he got to get cats together to say, <laughs> we need to watch some extra film. And he'd been here yeah. all of four weeks and then wasn't even playing for the Falcons because he was upset. Yeah. He was in, they had him on, on the, on, didn't even, wasn't even active. So these are the things that are very disturbing. And the defensive tackles, that, that, that lays at the feet of Andrew Barrett. Yep. This is why when I ask people, when I say they punted on the season, there was no way you could come into the season with that level of unproven. These are historically bad defensive tackles. It's one of the worst units I've ever seen playing the game of football, covering the game of football, even, even watching football as a regular fan. These guys are that terrible. Yeah. Jay Boyer says, I'm at the Maui Invitational. Tell Brad to get out here. Done with the Browns this week. Go Cavs. Hey, Jay, where's our invite, man? Me and G. Bush will come out to Maui. And uh, P. Rothstein also got back to said, sorry, tight end. I think he asked, why are we the only team in the league throwing the third-string tight ends? That is a uh, it's a great question. It's a great question. I don't have the answer for you. G. Bush, do you? I got one more super chat to read when you're done. Oh, man, go ahead. You read the super, super chat. This from Spoonie. My thoughts on the first half specifically, although the D did a decent job, they still couldn't stop Buffalo at the end of the half, allowing them to score and get the ball to begin the second half. This defense is not clutch. Yeah, well, I think we can all agree it's certainly not clutch. Look at their uh, fourth quarter collapses late. Spoonie, we appreciate it. I also will never understand, and I mean, Stephon Diggs was so open in the end zone from the three-yard line. It makes no sense to me how he got that wide open on the end zone. Absolutely absurd that he was uh, that he was just left open like that and, and untouched, which whatever. Um, gee, question for you, though, as we – Start to look forward. We have one more game without Deshaun Watson before he comes back. It's against Tom Brady. It's at home. It's their first home game in or since Monday night, so it'll be three weeks, and they only have two home games after that. Do you expect the Browns to get booed from the get-go when they take the field? Um, They won't get booed, but they got a very short leash. Short leash. Uh, and, and, and this is – and I try to give you the human part of it. Uh, because here's here's your thought process when we start to now talk about moving forward. Kevin Stefanski, um, just like Baker Mayfield and everybody, everybody, it, when you're in an organization, you kind of make little missteps. Remember when Baker Mayfield um, was upset 
that he didn't play very well against the Philadelphia no the Lions. Mm-hmm. He didn't play what he didn't play well against the Lions and he left, didn't talk to the media and said I'm good, right? People even some of the Baker the staunchest Baker supporters were like, "Dog, that was one step too far." And then the, and then the, the nail in the coffin was when he he said, "I'm going to decide whether or not I'm going to play in that game." In, in the Cincinnati game last game of the season. And the reason I'm rehashing this is because there's so many times in life you you have the opportunity to learn from what the next man does. You got an opportunity to learn to what other people do. And Kevin Stefanski was part of that whole situation. They decided, oh, that was crazy. Baker Mayfield got to go, and rightfully so. But this year, Kevin Stefanski seems to be making all of the mistakes that Baker Mayfield is making. It's the optics, my guy. You you are here, and, and we all know that Woods is supposed to have been gone. And for every week that you keep him around, your leash gets shorter. Yeah, I don't understand why he believes that, the, that he's not tied at the waist to a guy who's a subordinate of his. And all you got to do is understand that if you come out there and it's the first game in a while, they're going to boo. They're going to boo quickly. And because, you know, there's a lot of people like myself that are just tired of it. I I can't even really watch football that much because it just seems like, and I get it. I understand that people out there don't, don't, but look, I'm here to tell the truth. I'm not here to kiss people's ass. I'm not here to try to join the fan club. If you want to be a fan and just wear your gear, wear your hat and go to the tailgates and have fun. Sure. I'm never going to to begrudge you before that. But if you're getting on the timelines talking about y'all way too negative and you guys should be, you know, it ain't that bad, that's where I got a problem. That's where I got to say, well, let let the real football cats deal with the football because obviously you're not watching the game. You're here to wave pom-poms and do all this rah-rah stuff when when it's evident. This team has regressed. They wasted a season. They didn't do anything about it. And next year or during the offseason, we'd be wise to, to not let them off the hook because Barry didn't show up this year. Stefanski didn't show up this year. And the defense and the special teams did not show up this year. So when they tell us all this good stuff and rah-rah, we don't want to hear you. Don't come on the radio stations. Don't show up with the propaganda. Just get it done, fellas, because you're on the clock. Y'all got the first six games with Deshaun Watson. And I'm the first person to say it right over here, this guy. If the first six games of 2023 look bad, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry will be looking for new jobs. Listen, I got to do some meal prepping a little bit, G. I'm going to boil some water, and that's how hot Stefanski's seat is going to be to start next season, no matter how (laughs) the end of the season is. It's going to start boiling. And he can only turn it down. His seat cannot get hotter entering next season, regardless of how – Deshaun Watson plays because all the pressure's on next year. And Jason Lloyd has said this on the show since the preseason when the suspension for Deshaun Watson got bumped up from six games to 11 games and they decided not to go for for Jimmy Garoppolo, excuse me, and decided to roll the table with Jacoby Brissett, the Browns essentially admitted they were punting on this season. And for two reasons, we see that happen now. A, they did not go out and sign anybody that most of the defensive line. None. None. And and granted, they have cap space and they don't want to roll it over to next year because that's when Deshaun Watson's contract bumps up from $1 million to $48 million, And they don't want to mess with that. They could have fixed it. They did not. And then two, they have not made a move at defensive coordinator or special teams coordinator. None. They need to let these two guys come back regardless of performance and say, you know what? You're a guy at the end of the year. We're going to run with it. We're going to roll with it. And this is what it is. I look at those two moves, and I did not want to believe it when Jason said this at first, but I think Jason is right. They didn't give a crap about this season. They they were they hopeful optimistics that they could somehow be 6-5 and five or 5-6 five and six when Watson comes back, and then Watson comes in and saves the day. But the reality of this team without Watson, take him out the picture, the team, the 53-man roster that we are looking at right now is not good enough to compete for a playoff spot. They're just simply not, and they avoided addressing the two biggest needs because 
they didn't think they'd be in a position to financially afford it next season when Watson's cap goes up. This loss wasn't on Jacoby Brissett. They, see, the, offense, see, the offense put up a lot of garbage time stats, but uh, I think that this loss was not on the defense. This loss was more on the offense and the defense, in, in my opinion. Brissett put up some garbage time stats, but for the most part, they didn't move the ball at all. And when you look at the, the totality of the season, I'm going to run down the schedule. I want to play a game with you real quick. All right. Ready for this? Yep. Let's let's blame the offense, defense, special teams on, on their losses this year. You ready? Okay. The New York Jets, did they lose that game because of offense or defense? Defense. Defense and special teams, correct? Defense and special teams, right? Atlanta, offense, defense, special teams. That's defense. I, I, I go both I, I go both ways. I, I, I think, yeah. I, I, I say the reason defense. I say the reason I say defense is they gave up almost 200 yards on the yep. ground and they only threw the ball seven times and, and Cordell yep. Patterson was not playing. You're right. Nope, you're right. I, I forgot Mario only threw the ball seven times. The Chargers, <laughs> offense or defense? That was that was defense. To me, that's wow. defense. They scored 28 points. You should win a game when you score 28 points. So so far, we'll keep track. We have three losses on the defense, zero on the offense. New England, 38-15. Bro, I mean, you got 15 points, my G. You got 15 points. I, mean, I think it's on both. They, they were both atrocious in that game. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll give them both one. That's a half point. We'll give them one, right? Uh, Baltimore lost 23-20. To me, that's more on the offense. Baltimore 20. Well, you said, well, hold on. Baltimore, what was the score that again? 23-20. 23-20. To me, that's on the offense. I thought the defense played relatively well in that game. I thought that was one of the better defensive games they played. Yep. I think they corralled them. Okay. I get that. Offense Miami. them. Oh, Lord Jesus. Defense. Defense. And then today, I think you could split hairs. I think this might be another half-half. I, I lean a little more towards the offense. But, the, but, off, but, but, the, but here's the thing. The offense, I, I would give them half and half because the offense they get, the offense look good for like five seconds and the defense look okay for about five seconds and then they just got about. So my point with that is you take the two halves and combine them. They have seven losses this year. Two have been on the offense or really – one and then two halves, and then four have been on the defense and two halves. When you look at it, Watson coming back is not going to save the season, even that, if they were in a better spot, because the other issues are not on the offense. And that is what I think we missed earlier in the season as a collective unit of media, myself included, as a collective thing here. The defense, which we thought was going to be top five in the league, it's just been pitiful, man. It's been pitiful. We got a, we got a couple crazy super chats. I think it was a fifty dollar one. It's a couple ten ones. See, we'll see if we can find those and put them out. We uh, did. That was that was Spoonie. Was the fifty dollar? We appreciated Spoonie. Appreciate um, you, man. I, I don't. I don't think we've missed. I think we've read them all so far, Jay. I don't think we've missed any yet. Maybe I might. I'm. I'm like. Uh, I might be kind of close. I'm, I might be behind. You might be a little behind. Yeah, I, I'm but, going back. I don't think we've missed any yet. Um, but uh, here's here's where here's where I. I I guess what I'm what I'm saying is in my frustration level is with the whole Watson situation is this. You know, when you are when you are playing a game, and this is anywhere in life, if you if you are not doing what your job is that you are brought here to do, you can't depend on somebody else coming in and masking the deficiencies that you have. Like you, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, you already can't hold leads, you already can't stop the run. You special teams is is non-existent. You you a lot of the, the the different things are already there built into the program. Why would you believe that you're going to bring somebody from the outside to cover those deficiencies rather than attacking him and figuring those out during the process when you don't have Deshaun Watson? Because guess what, Deshaun Watson can can come back and play very well. And then give you give you this false sense of security that hey everything is solved until you play a good team, until you play another coach that's sound, until you play another team that exploits you and, and uncovers these and say oh you guys thought you fixed this no you didn't rub some of this dirt off and under the surface just lying right under the surface is those same things that have been plaguing this organization for the last three years so you know it, it, it to me. It's unacceptable to come to every press conference and say, you know, we got to put it behind us in this league. We just got to learn how to keep going or we got to we got a quick one coming up. To, to me, that's unacceptable because you, you're yeah. basically telling the whole fan base, 
you know, screw you guys. We we know what we're doing. Screw you guys. You guys are Browns fans, and they prey on that. The Browns are one of the most loyal fan bases in the game. I was yeah. out at a restaurant establishment with my wife, and I heard people running around saying, oh, man, we got to get to the game. We, they was acting like this was the Super Bowl. I'm like, these young dudes, it had to be between the ages of, I would say probably 21 to 26. These young dudes were so happy that they could get a road trip, a holiday game or something, and they was talking about the plans and not going to work on Monday. And I'm just sitting there to myself, and I tapped my wife. I said, look, these fools over here, they don't even act like they three and six. They going up there to go to see a funeral. They don't even know it. Like, but they count on that. They count on that from, from you guys to continually support with no get back, with no – listen, you put money, you put time, you put energy. They give you nothing back. And at least when you go to the – at least when they go to these press conferences, the least they could do is show you a little bit of respect and show you a little bit of decency and say, you know what, it's not good enough – this position group got to get better. We got to do this. And, and, and trust me, we will hold the people accountable who aren't doing it. But every time you run your friend out there, because I know what it is. Coaching is a fraternity. That's your friend. And you 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 scared to tell your friend he unemployed during Christmas time. So you're going to wait it out to the next. The, I'm going to wait it to December. I ain't going to tell him Thanksgiving coming up and we're going to eat dinner together. See, that's what I'm telling y'all. It's either I fire my brother. And tell them, hey, you know what the medium job income is? I'll hire you back somewhere else. But we can't do it right now. And you already rich. You'll be fine. You ain't you ain't gonna skip no meal. But I can't sit up here and like to watch this week after week after week after week. And then it's just, hey, it's the Cleveland Browns. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Yeah, do better. The press conferences are. I don't know if pathetic's the word I want to use, G, but it's they take us for dummies. And I understand Stefanski's thing is I don't want to say anything that's going to be a headline. I don't want to say anything that will be bulletin board material. But at some point, you do have to take accountability because you are the head coach of this team, and everything that comes out on the field should be something that you put your stamp of approval on. And if this is the level of standard that Stefanski is willing to put his stamp of approval on, then simply that's not good enough. Offensively, defensively, special teams. It's just not acceptable, and he's never going to come out, and, and Belichick's the same way. He's never going to come out and say, this is exactly what needs to happen. This is what I, I want to change. This guy didn't do enough. But And, and you could add, and, and I know sometimes you say, you know, we got to ask the right questions. These dudes are so trained media-wise to avoid and deflect that you could ask the most point-blank question. Why is Joe Woods still employed? And he'll, he'll be like, oh, the weather outside is far. And I just, like, you, Let- McNuggets, let me tell you, let me tell you what this too, right? And, and I and I say that, I say that, and, 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 and to be fair to the media guys out there, what people don't know is the the, the, the Cleveland Browns are a sensitive organization. Very they hear they hear what you say. Mm-hmm. So if you if you are on the beat and you a reporter out there, you gotta get good with people so they'll give you any stories, you'll get any news, anything, right? If you ask certain questions. They'll freeze you out. You ask certain questions, you won't get interviews. You free. You ask certain questions, all of a sudden, they're contentious. They won't go to you in the huddle, in the scrum. So you know what? To be fair, I'll give them, I'll give them whatever that is. I'll give them a pass on that. But here's the thing. That means I just got to be the bad guy. That means the people that's on the tertiary parts, that's in the internet, that's doing stuff, you got to be the, the, the part. And that's why I go so hard at people that they want to tell, hey, don't be so negative. Look, man, I got to, man, I, I got a job to do. If they're not asking them questions, I'm going to ask the questions. And it ain't all about you liking somebody or the Browns. Everybody knows that we want the Cleveland Browns to win. Everybody. You think we sit here? You know how good our ratings would be? You know how great our show would be? Well, people ask me, are you a Browns fan yet? And I go, listen, winning is good for me. Yeah, I want the Browns to win. Hell yeah, I'm a Browns fan. Like, Business is good when teams win, whether it's the Guardians, the Cavs, Ohio State, especially the Browns. It is good not just for our show. It is good for the entire city. City. The city. The city gets people. When they win, 
the restaurants get overflow. When they win, all of a sudden the city want to put dollars into making downtown look good or keeping yes. something open or throwing a block party over here. When they win, that means that the, the team's got extra money. They can go do community outreach. They can, all these things help our community. Why would we want to sit up here and, and, and talk bad about the Browns when some people got this tatted on them? Some people's best memories of their lives is with watching my me and my how many sons talk about when they could watch the game with their dad. All of us yeah. do. My my dad getting old too. You know, yeah. like it's crazy. I just sat up here and thought I had a birthday. I'm 41. I'm like, dang, I'm doing the math. My my dad almost 70. You know what I'm saying? COVID came around. I'm like, dang, COVID came and everybody's sick. I'm like, bro, we going that's one of the first things. It's so crazy. It's one of the first things I thought about when COVID hit. I'm like, dog. And we might it's, we might be up out of here, and we might not even we might not even see these cats win. And I felt bad about it, like it wasn't nothing more to life than that. Like, like that's the first thing you think about if you get sick and you go, man, I ain't even going to be able to see the Browns host that trophy. That's messed up, bro. And yeah. and, and, and and look, we we can complain all we want. We ain't turning it off. We'll be right back here doing yeah. the same thing. But but all I'm saying is, don't get on us for being real. We just keeping it real. If it ain't good enough, it ain't good enough. So, you know, I, I would love for Coach Stefanski to turn over tomorrow and say, you know what, I'm going to change this X, Y, B, and C. But at the end of the day, every man has a way, every man has an opportunity to change his path. He can shut me up right now just yep. the way could Jacoby Brissett shut us up. Yep. Play well. And we'll, we won't say nothing, but clap it up. Good job, Coach. That's all we'll say. So we got a question for the chat. I want to ask you guys, and we'll read some answers here. Today's loss, 31-23. Do you blame it more on the offense or the defense and why? We'll read a couple answers here in a sec. G. Bush, as far as winning goes, and I'm waiting to see some answers come in, then we'll get back to that. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much more fun it is to talk about a team that wins? Do you know how depressing it is from our standpoint? I have to talk about the same issues week in and week out, and it's the same stories. Mary Kay's writing the same stories, and – it's not. It's so much more fun to talk about a team that wins. So anyone who doesn't think we're out here rooting for the Browns, it is good on every level for us to win. Hey, in the chat, give us a reason why offense or defense. Who you blame more on this? Um, and we'll read a couple in a sec. But it, it hurts me as someone new to Cleveland and still learning this culture and the people here. Y'all have been through so much and have seen so much. Uh, I guess pain from sports, I guess is the way to put it. Like hasn't been a lot of winning in Cleveland. I don't know how to put it any other way. So when the team is this close to being good, and I don't think they're that far away from being good. Like, like I said earlier, I think they lost this game more than the bills beat them today. When they're this close and you see the jets game, you see the Falcons game, the chart, it hurts that much more because they're right there. Like they're, I, I, it's crazy. The three and seven team, I think you could say is right. I do think they're kind of right there. I, I really do. And G, if you want to go on that for a sec, I will uh, go through and read a couple comments here. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, like right, I really do think they're right there, man. You, you, the part that hurts is, you know, before the season we do the schedule game, right? And I tell every single year there's somebody that's going to go from worst to first. There's always going to be a team that's not no good, right? That they're going to come in and do it. Think about this. When the Jets, they got six wins. The Patriots, with, seven. The, the Patriots with a second-year quarterback, right? They smoked us. They put 41 on us with Mac Jones. Then they got another quarterback, Zappy. He came in and put 40 on us at, at our spot. So what you start to feel like is we lose to every new coach, every new coordinator, every, every – like, think about it. The Bengals, you get laughed at like we do. And that's why I argue back and forth with Bull all the time. I'm like, Bull – you, you got to understand, you 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 telling us to be patient. You telling us to chill. You telling us, giving us the bright side. You can't give us the bright side when the Cubs don't won a World Series and the Cincinnati Bengals done been to the Super Bowl three times. You can't tell – can't nobody tell no Browns fan to chill. They, they don't have the right to tell you to be patient no more because we've been patient and we watch Zach – what's his name? Zach Wilson. We, we like, Bailey's happy. Bailey's happy. Uh, Zach Wilson, the, the milk, the milk hunter himself. He's out. Milk hunter's having a great year, and we just got to sit back and wait. Josh Allen, right? Mary Kay just wrote an article about Josh Allen, right? 
and we took Baker. It's like, dude, we can't get right. Our yeah. best, our only one of our only three or four Hall of Famers is Ozzie Newsom. He goes to Baltimore and becomes the best GM we've ever seen, and they win a Super Bowl just four years after they walked up out of Cleveland. That hurts, bro. It's it still there. Uh, I'm going to read some answers here to our question. G. Bush, this is from a Bitter True Show. Definitely the offense. The fans made some boneheaded offensive plays, uh, play calls that cost them the game. We have a bunch of Stefanskis. This one comes from uh, Tafster. One, I blame Stefanski. Awful play calling as usual. Kevin, this is from uh, In a Straight Jacket, Kevin 15 Woods. Joe Woods prevent defense, cost them. This is a defensive answer from Ars Beecham. Defense, we couldn't stop the other team from scoring. They did score on six straight possessions. Uh, not great down the stretch. Uh, we've had a lot of both B.E. Nova. B.E. from Nova, excuse me. This yeah. long- <laughs> we had a couple special teams. The whole team's at fault. Uh, we got a ton of answers. We appreciate all you guys out here. Kia Adams says both sides sucked. That's heartbringer. The Bills imposed their will. Offense wasn't great, but they played well enough to win. We we got a hunt, I mean, we got a ton of answers here. I wish I could read them absolutely all. Uh, we got some DJ Lord Jazz says special teams is in there. Ah, uh, yep. G Monkey again. G Money. Uh, six field. They gave up six field goals. I blame the offense. I I kind of agree. And the offensive stats at the end of the day, G Bush. I'm gonna read you these numbers. Tell me if it feels like these numbers are right or wrong. These are all right, by the way. Tell me if these feel right. right. Brissett threw for 324 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> Told you, man. It's but it, it, it's it's all false. It's all false. Fool's gold. Fool's gold. So, yes, <laughs> you can look at the numbers, and that's how you know it's two garbage time touchdowns. That that's why today I blame the defense. I blame the offense more than the defense. If you can hold the Bills to six field goals and two touchdowns, I know I know it's a lot of rushing yards, but that offense until the last, the first ten minutes, the last ten minutes were good. The whole middle part they of the were, they were sound. They, with, even with those stats, they were soundly defeated. If you watch that game, that's why I always t- – it's difficult to just look at the stats. You have to watch the flow of the game, the pace of the game, what happened, and you can plainly see that there was two different levels. The Browns couldn't stop anybody when it counted, and they were nev- the Bills were never pressed in this game besides, yeah. I think, after they fumbled the ball. Yeah, that, that, that fumble was the turning point in the game. I I think that was where everything kind of flipped on its head. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. Cleveland was driving to put the nail – I don't say the nail in the coffin, but to put the first stake in Dracula's heart there. They had a chance to go up 17-3. to 17-3 to mm-hmm. on the Bills, a team that was not ready to play yet, and they fumbled. Uh, we got a super chat here from – See Joe Six and D. Thank you for suffering with us. McNuggets and G Bush, the only thing between me and an entire bottle of Jack Daniel. And we got the Cavs tonight, guys. We do have the Cavs tonight. You saved me. Yes, sir. I'll be there tonight. I forgot forgot about that. The the Cavs? I forgot the Cavs was playing tonight. That's the only thing I I got to look forward to. If anyone sees me out there, uh, give me a shout out and I'll send you a Who they got tonight? They got the heat. My uh, my buddy's an assistant coach in the heat, so I'll be down. And I hate the heat too. I forget what section I'm in, but I'll, I'll be down in the uh, the lower section. My buddy hooking up with some tickets. So uh, you see me tonight, I'll be down. I'll be, ra- I'll be rocking the uh, the ultimate Cleveland Sports Show shirt. We'll send them out. Also, if you're not already a subscriber, make sure you guys subscribe Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 p.m. It is me, G. Bush, Adam the Bull, Jay Crawford, Dequell Jackson, Tim Couch, a rotating cast of superstars. You can become a member too. We appreciate it. We'll do some super chats as well. Well, Adam and G. Bush, we got about five minutes left here. Do you got another question you want to ask our uh, well, our audience here? We yeah. got over a thousand people in the chat after a loss. This is why Browns fans are built different. This is why and you guys are the best. Before uh, I say that, tell, so before before I before I say this, man, um, I, I want to thank you guys for 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 your generosity. A lot of times, people think that you know, hey, you guys are here begging for money. No. We, we are an independent outfit, right? We're trying to give you unique content. And, and God, it's your show, right? It's the community show. You We on here right now. There's a 1,000 people in here. And we thank you for supporting the show by your Super Chats. That's why we try to do a good job of reading those um, because we, we do appreciate you supporting the show. And that's what it's all about. So I want to thank every single person yeah. in Super Chat. Doesn't matter. Don't matter if it's if it's one dollar or it's fifty cent or whatever. And even even if you don't donate on the super chat, one of the best ways to get our show out 
is to subscribe and hit the like button when you're in here. So if we can and, get and over a friend, thousand tell likes. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends yeah. about it. If they don't know, tell your friends about it. Tell your people and, about uh, it. And, and one more thing, just so you guys know, a little behind the scenes thing from me and G. Bush. When there's four of us in here, it's a lot harder to get a word in, just so you guys know. So we, <laughs> we listen, I, I, the chat goes flying. I'm trying to handle Bull. I'm trying to handle Jeff's internet stuff. Like we love <laughs> Jeff and Bull, like, you know, great guys, but. Sometimes Love stuff it. gets missed. It's never intentional. I promise you it's never intentional. When it's just me and G. Bush, we got more time to interact with you guys. And, and, and also, we love interacting with you guys. Trust us. This is our favorite part of the show is getting to you know, meet and interact with people. Who, when I was out, I was out in the club this weekend and with a girl and this dude he goes, yo, you're McNuggets, right? Uh, the right. best <laughs> ever. If y'all see us, say what's up, please. Like, Yes, pull up. Please. Uh, the question I do have for the for the for the uh, chat. Oh wait, is, G. Bush, before you go, uh, Black Diamond wants to know what is UCSS schedule this week. I, while we got a thousand people in, let me just tell y'all: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, completely regular. 11, third, 11 to one p.m. completely regular. Thursday, we're gonna tape a show on Tuesday afternoon. It's gonna be about forty-five minutes to an hour. Uh, we'll do some Browns preview, some Buckeyes preview, but it's taped on Tuesday. We're not gonna talk any Cavs or other stuff because so much changes. We're gonna do the stuff we know. And Friday, we're going to do a show just like this, like a post-game show. We meet G, Bull, and Jay on it for, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes uh, previewing the games. This weekend, we're doing a post-game show for Ohio State and a post-game Ohio show State for the Michigan Browns. Po- so Ohio even, State, even Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan we are uh, we are out here trying to help you guys out, get the confidence, get the content, not the confidence. Hopefully, we give you confidence in what's going to happen this week. But yeah. uh, we're going to get out there, do our best. G. Bush, one last question for the – for the yeah. people still around, what's up? So, so, so we're we're looking at this man. Um, going into going into the Deshaun Watson games because to me, I've I've split it up into two different scenarios. When I, what are you looking to see from the offense with Deshaun Watson? I think it's very important that we designate and how this thing is going to flow. Because to me, I, I'm going to be looking at it like this: if we run a lot of play action. If we run in that kind of stuff with Jacoby Brissett, do you expect that 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 Stefanski should be running the same type of plays, or do you want to see a drastically different playbook? I'll give you a case in point: the Miami Dolphins. They run a lot of counter motion. They run a lot of things. They do a lot of different motions. They do misdirection. They got four wide sets. Is that something you want to see with Deshaun Watson? Or are you you still going to say, okay, well, our offense is the play action, move it down the field. What are you guys expecting to see from Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski in this offense? Yeah, I can't wait to see, especially, especially how they try to incorporate the RPO game into this offense because we just haven't seen it yet. And we have never yeah. seen Kevin Stefanski Ever. use an RPO offense in his career going back to Minnesota. So I'm fascinated to see what he can pull out of his bag of tricks. I hope it's a bag of tricks. I hope it's not a bag of lucky charms. I hope it's a real bag of magic in there. <laughs> we see some stuff coming out here. Ryan Audenberg says, thanks, G. Bush, for telling us as it is. We appreciate it. You make Sundays tolerable after Browns games. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, we um, we, we want to see. We, we, here's what I want to see. I want to see RPOs, and I want to see them be able to – Consistency is not the right word because the offense hasn't been bad, but I want us to be able to mix it up and dominate. I want to see yeah. if, if if the fast game's working. I know we all want Nick Chubbs to get all these carries. If Watson's slinging a rock, I don't give a crap how many carries he gets. No. Sling Look, the I rock, t- go with the hot hand, and now it's the fancy. He has two different hot hands to play. Go with what your better matchup is. When you play the Browns, even if you're a passing team, you run the ball down their throat because the DTs are terrible. Now the Browns have two legitimate ways that I'd feel confident in having them attack an opposing defense. I want Stefanski to play to his matchups better. And uh, G. Bush, you go. I'm going to go find some comments. We'll read some comments. Right. We'll head out of here. Here's here's what I would tell you. Uh, d- d- I, I would go to Nick Chubb, and I'll ask him, hey, look, Nick, hey, we got a plan for you. I put a red shirt on Nick Chubb after, the se- uh, after this season. Like, I want to see what he got. I want to see what him and Kareem Hunt got together. But if 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 your boy Deshaun Watson slinging the pill, this is an opportunity to find out two two to three things. A, what's up with Jerome Ford? Is he good or not? We need yeah. to figure out if he good. Second thing is Schwartz not good because it's Brissett, <laughs> or is Schwartz no, but, just not but good. Brissette, period. Brissett made DPJ look good. He made Cooper look good today. I, I, 
You're right. Another, we'll, we'll find out. We'll get an answer. We'll find out. Yeah. We we also want to find out. Does Donovan Peoples Jones have that same level of chemistry with Deshaun Watson, and can he be unlocked a little more? Like he yeah. looked good now. Trust me, I I don't have no problems with Donovan Peoples Jones. There's one bright side to this season, and I would say it's MJ Emerson and it's uh, DPJ. That's it. Yeah. Those are bright sides, and I want to see how we could get Amari Cooper once again. Because Cooper, I'll give it Cooper and, and, and Jacoby, they got a decent little feel for one another. I, for me, I want to see exactly all that they got. I want to see all the throws from Watson. I want to see the two-minute drill. I want to see the hurry up. I want to see the RPO. I want to see the quick game. I want to see some read option on the goal line. I want to see all that. All of, Whatever Stefanski got in his Madden playbook, Get it ready for six games, and that because because here's the thing, and I'll, I'll we'll get to your questions. If if Deshaun Watson plays well, he could actually salvage the season. Well, we're gonna talk about that tomorrow, uh, probably Tuesday. That's a, that's a topic for Tuesday, G. Bush. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get some internet reactions to that. If Deshaun Watson plays well, do you care about the first eleven games of the season? The man, we're, we're gonna get to salvage. that. We're gonna get to that on Tuesday. I don't want to get to it now. Uh, Siege says, quick thoughts on the draft of Cade York. We're going to end with that, G. Bush. So I'm going to get to Siege. We see you. We're going to end with that. Here are some uh, internet answers to the question we asked about what you want to see from Deshaun Watson in this offense. Straight Jacket says, I want to see some Andy Reid plays. There you go. That. That's what but I like. Says, I'm expecting to see the same offense because Watson's not ready. El Carcass says, I need to see Stefanski adjust to his talent. He has failed to improve his plays to the talent and see Schwartz on the practice squad. <laughs> uh, pizza Batman, not as positive. I expect to see failure. It is what it is. Um, this is M. Mastakic. I want Watson, uh, Watson audibling out of Stefanski's Marnik play calls to good plays, jawed up in the dirt. We'll see if that happens. Um, yeah, so this is uh, this is where we're at. What about Cade York, real quick? That was our last, that was our last uh, super chat. What do you think about Cade York, real quick? I, you know, I'm not going. I'm not going to pretend that I'm some sort of special teams guru. But it seems like he's kicking the ball kind of low. You shouldn't your trajectory on a on a ball. Sometimes when you got to kick it from 50 yards out, you got to drive the ball to get it the distance. So sometimes you're going to be kicking the ball and it's going to be a little lower, which is more susceptible to blocks. You see more blocks when it's it's past 50 yards. When you're 34 yards, you that's supposed to be money bags. You ain't. That yeah. that trajectory is supposed to be high, man. That you can't be kicking line drives like that. Like that's supposed to be money. And he's had a lot of kicks um, that are like that. But here's the thing about kickers, man. Like he's a rookie kicker. If you expected the rookie kicker to save you, yeah, you you in trouble to start with. I I don't believe it. You know, I think he'll be fine next year. Um, but next year the 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 crowd gets louder for him because next year. Hopefully with Deshaun Watson, you're going to be in a lot of these games. And if you're in a lot of these games, that means our expectation level is when you are kicking in pressure situations, these are going through the nets because the games are going to be more high stake next year uh, for everybody involved because of the way this year went. I agree. It's too early to ever judge a guy. I think he's he's made some big kicks. He's missed some easy kicks. He gets next year and we'll see what happens. Uh, we got one more super chat. He's coming in late here, and then we do got to run. We're reaching the the one minute mark, the one hour mark. Uh, Watson with Chubb and Hunt make the defense pick how you beat them. Take advantage of Njoku Hunt on linebackers as they go big, running them so they go small. Unfortunately, Chad ain't no shot in hell that Cream Hunt is back with this team next year. He's a free agent; no. they can't afford to pay him. So maybe that's Jerome Ford. Maybe it's it's Chubb and Ford, and we get uh that that combination. But without, I want to see what it, I want to see what it looked like. Yeah. So that is the last thing. I did see one comment in here. I got one more thing I wanted to read, and I lost it. I wish there was a way. Oh, G. Bush, this is from Robert Bills. Great question. If Stefanski is fired, if he goes 2-4, and 1-5 and five with Watson next year, the answer is yes. If they yes. start the season 2-4, and 1-5, and five, he is gone. And lastly, this is a personal one here, G. Uh, someone asked me if I regret giving up college basketball. The answer is no, not yet. But there's some good games coming up that I definitely want to tune into. I just don't know anyone anymore, so – yeah, it's, I'm starting it's tough. to uh, start Every, miss it a little bit. Everybody is in 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 the portal, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I just can't follow it as easily. It's anymore, hard so. to follow, right? It's hard to follow, it man. Is what it is, but hey, that is the post game show. Bull, we'll see you next week. Jeff should be back next week as well. 
We yes. appreciate you guys. Thank you. And it was Tequila Mockingbird who asked the question. Great handle. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for kicking it with G and I. We, uh, we appreciate the Super Chats. We appreciate everything. You guys, once again, are the best. If you see me at the game tonight, say what's up. You see G. Bush out on the streets. He's a man of the people. You can't miss him. He's like 17 feet tall and 320 pounds. He's the biggest man you've me. ever seen that you don't know they be that pulling big. Up giant say what's eagle. up to him. Yeah, and we will be see everywhere. you guys Monday, tomorrow, 11 to 1 p.m. And I'll post the uh, rest of the week's schedule for the show on Twitter. But for G. Bush. And by, the, and, by the, and by the way, Big Nuggets, we just set a record for Super Chats and one show. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome, man. We appreciate you. Love you guys. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.